From me, Father Emil, and welcome to the program As the Sun Sets. Another very beautiful day in Johannesburg, a day in which we can, well, just praise the Lord, and we come to the end of the day when we simply say, Thank you, Lord, for the gift of this day. We're on our way to our friends, our loved ones, and allow me to accompany you as we pray the evening prayer of the church. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Thank you. 
How wonderful is this knowledge that you have shown me, Lord. Psalm 138. The Lord sees all things. O Lord, you search me and you know me. You know my resting and my rising. You discern my purpose from afar. And you walk when I walk or lie down. All my ways lie open to you. Before ever a word is on my tongue, you know it, O Lord, through and through. Behind and before you besiege me, your hand ever laid upon me. Too wonderful for me this knowledge, too high beyond my reach. Oh, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your face? If I climb the heavens, you are there. And if I lie in the grave, you are there. And if I take the wings of the dawn and dwell at the sea's furthest end, even there your hand would lead me, your right hand would hold me fast. And if I say, let the darkness hide me, and the light around me be night, even darkness is not dark for you, and the night is as clear as the day. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. How wonderful is this knowledge of yours that you have shown me, Lord. I am the Lord who tests the mind and heart. I give each one what their conduct deserves. For it was you who created my being, knit me together in my mother's womb. I thank you for the wonder of my being and for the wonders of all your creation. Already you knew my soul. My body held no secret from you. And I was being fashioned in secret and molded in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw all my actions. They were all of them written in your book. And every one of my days was decreed before one of them came into being. To me, how mysterious your thoughts, the sum of them not to be numbered. And if I count them, they are more than the sand. And to finish, I must be eternal like you. Oh, search me, God, and know my heart. Oh, test me and know my thoughts. See that I follow not the wrong path, and lead me in the path of life eternal. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I am the Lord who tests the mind and heart. I give each one what their conduct deserves. All things were created in him, and he holds all things in being. Now let us give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. 
He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All things were created in him, and he holds all things in being. Our Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 20. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner going out at daybreak to hire workers for his vineyard. And he made an agreement with the workers for one denarius a day. And he sent them to his vineyard. And then going out at about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you go to my vineyard too, and I will give you a fair wage. And so they went. Then at about the sixth hour, and again at about the ninth hour, he went out, and he did the same. Then at about the eleventh hour, he went out and he found more men standing around. And he said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? Because no one has hired us, they said. And then he answered them, Well, then you go into my vineyard too. And in the evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his bailiff, now call the workers and pay them their wages, starting with the last arrivals and ending with the first. And so those who were hired at about the eleventh hour came forward and received one denarius each. And when the first came, they expected to get more. But they too received one denarius each. They took it. But they grumbled at the landowner. The men who came last, they said, have done only one hour and you have treated them the same as us, though we have done a heavy day's work in all the heat. And he answered one of them and he said, My friend, I am not being 
unjust to you? Did we not agree on one denarius? So take your earnings and go. I choose to pay the last comer as much as I pay you. Have I no right to do what I like with my own? And why be envious? Because I am generous. And thus the last will be first. And the first, last. And so we continue the same theme as we had yesterday with the, uh, the last being first and the first being last. What are we getting at today? Well, this particular story of the landowner is found only in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's a story about the landowner going out, and he goes out, I think it's about five times during the course of the day, and saying to people, why are you standing around idle? There was a lot of unemployment, just like today in South Africa, we have so much unemployment. There was a lot of unemployment in those days as well. And so these men were standing around idle all day, waiting for somebody to hire them. And so the landowner comes along and he says, go into my vineyard, I'll give you a denarius for the day's work. So they go. But some of them come in at the 11th hour, the fifth time the landowner goes out. And he sees these men standing around five o'clock in the afternoon and he says, go into my vineyard. I'll give you a wage. And so they go. And they get the same as the ones who came first. See, the gospel is all about justice. It's all about um, this landowner saying, go into my vineyard and I will pay you a denarius for the day. He's, this landowner is... Is, is, is really being generous with these people and saying, I'll give you a denarius, I will hire you for the day. But he gives the first and he gives the last person exactly the same. The agreement was one denarius a day, so why grumble? And you know, the, the punch, the punch of the gospel message really comes at the end when the landowner says, why be envious? And I'm being generous. I've got the money. I'm hiring you. I'm inviting you to go into my vineyard and work, and I will give you a just remuneration. And so they go to the vineyard, and he gives them that remuneration that he promised them, one denarius. So we mustn't be envious of what other people receive. If we've agreed on one denarius, be satisfied and go and do your work. But there's another level to this story today, and that is that the Jewish people were the ones who were sent into the vineyard initially to go and work in the vineyard. And now Jesus is bringing in the pagans, the marginalized, the people who are standing around at the 11th hour with no work. He's being generous, and it's a story about God, the landowner being generous to us. And so it's not just those who have been chosen who go in and work all day long in the vineyard that are the important ones, but the ones who come right at the end are the ones to whom God wants to be generous.
And so the, 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 the hidden message of the gospel today is really the pagan people coming in right at the end, the end of the day, so to speak, and God being generous. You know, in this year of mercy, one of the things that has come upon us so often in all the preaching in the church and the, the words of our Holy Father have been the importance of coming to appreciate the gratuitous generosity and compassion of God towards us, not just to those who have been faithful Catholics and Christians for years and years and years, who've been working all day in the vineyard, so to speak, but the mercy and the forgiveness and the compassion that God has for all those who stand around idle, the, the lost ones, the marginalized. And we see this, for example, in our Holy Father, going around every Friday during this holy year, going to the prisons, going to the prostitutes, going to the people who really feel themselves as the last, people who feel themselves marginalized. He's been going around and making them say, listen, making them feel God loves you, that you are important in God's eyes. And he's reaching out to these people. And that's the kind of God we have, a God who reaches out to us in all compassion and love and generosity, this gratuitous love that God has for us. So that the final words of the gospel today, the last will be first and the first last the first are the ones who have been in the vineyard all day. They're going to receive a sign of God's love and mercy. But even those who are last are going to be the first ones. They're going to be receiving the love and the mercy and the compassion of God. So the story of the gospel today is a story of the incredible, just, merciful compassion of God towards us, towards us, whether we are the first ones in the vineyard, so to speak, or whether we are the last ones. God says, I choose to do what I wish with what I have. That's the attitude of God towards us. So let's pray this evening that we will be sensitive to the incredible love and mercy and forgiveness of God. And never feel yourself, oh, but I'm too lost. I'm too wicked. I've broken all the commandments. And I, I, I'm just, you know, you're one of the last. And the Lord says to you, the last I love as much as the first. So no matter what your sins are, whether you've broken every commandment in the book, the Lord says, I know, but I still love you. You see, that's the incredible love that God has for us. And so the story of the landowner is really a story of all of us. We're all part of those last ones who are coming in at the 11th hour. And the Lord says to us, I know you weren't there at the beginning, but you've come in at the end. And I want you to know that I love you and that I will give you what I've given to everybody since the very beginning. That love, that incredible, gratuitous love, mercy and forgiveness. There's so many people, you know, that I've met in my life that feel broken, forlorn, lost, angry because of some things that have happened to them in their life. They don't go to church. They never think of God. They never read the scriptures. And then something happens to them in their lives. And they, they turn to God 
and they asked the Lord to show him, to show them their love and mercy and forgiveness. And they're always bowled over by the love and the mercy of God. I remember a little while ago we inter interviewing David Parks, and uh, he was telling us that, uh, you know, for a, for a number of years, eight or ten years, he had, he had just gone his own way and had not given any uh, devotedness at all to the Lord. And then he went to Medjugorje and was converted. He was cured. And, you know, when you hear stories like that, and there are many stories like that, where people are really lost, where they are sinners and they feel themselves sinners, and the Lord somehow breaks through that hard crust and shows them love and mercy and forgiveness. And that's what we should thank God for. The God always says, I want you to know just how much I love you. Not because you've earned my love, but because I, the landowner, am gratuitous and want to show you love, mercy, compassion and forgiveness more than you could ever imagine. Guard us, Lord, as the apple of your eye. Hide us in the shadow of your wings. Guard us, Lord, as the apple of your eye. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Guard us, Lord, as the apple of your eye. Now show the power of your arm, Lord. Put down the proud, and exalt the lowly. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children, forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Show the power of your armed Lord. Put down the proud and exalt the lowly. Now let us ask the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name to send the Spirit of his Son into our hearts as we pray. Lord, in your mercy hear our prayer. O Lord, the Creator and Redeemer of all humankind, we humbly pray for people of every race in every kind of need. Make your ways known to them and reveal your salvation to all nations. May the whole church be guided and governed by your Holy Spirit, and let all who call themselves Christians be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit. Now we commend to your fatherly goodness all who are afflicted or distressed. 
comfort and relieve them according to their needs, and grant them the love and consolation of your spirit. And Father, give a place of life and rest to those who have died in your peace, and may we share with them in the glory of Jesus Christ, who died to save us all. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Remember your people, Lord, and show them mercy. As you satisfy the hungry with food from heaven, enrich our poverty from your abundance, and we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
Be Thou My Vision, a beautiful hymn sung for us there by the Galway Singers, which brings us to the end of our evening prayer. Thank you very much for joining me in this time. And let's never forget about the incredible love, justice, mercy, and forgiveness of God towards us. Not because you're good or because you're a saint, but because you're a sinner. God's gratuitous love, mercy, and forgiveness. From me, Father Emil, have a super evening. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 6. Good night, and God bless.